This time on episode 500 of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., we're going to discuss the 2024 Disney Plus show Echo Finale, season one, episode five, Maya. And as a little warning, for the next couple of minutes, your podcatcher is not broken. This podcast is part of the Gunna Geek Network. The Opinion Express may not represent other podcasts or affiliates of Gunna Geek. Check out more podcasts at GunnaGeek.com and get ready because geekiness starts in 3, 2, 1. This podcast is part of the Gunna Geek Network. The opinions expressed may not represent other podcasts or affiliates of Gunna Geek. Check out more podcasts at GunnaGeek.com and get ready because geekiness starts in 3, 2, 1. This podcast is part of the Gunna Geek Network. The opinions expressed may not represent other podcasts or affiliates of Gunna Geek. Check out more podcasts at GunnaGeek.com and get ready because geekness starts in 3, 2, 1. I'm Haley from Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., a podcast member of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the one you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in 3, 2, 1. I'm Lauren from Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., a podcast member of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the one you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in 3, 2, 1. I'm Michelle Ely from the Starling Tribune, an Arrow TV show fan podcast, part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other amazing geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. I'm Chris from Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., a show taking a look at the greater Marvel Cinematic and Television Universes, part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others find other marvelously geeky shows at gunnageeknetwork.com i'm sp from legends of shield a show about the general marvel comic universe part of the gunna geek network just like the show you're checking out now shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others find other hilarious and fun geeky shows at gunnageeknetwork.com Raised on X-Men, empowered by the Avengers, strengthened by the Defenders, webbed by Spider-Man, adopted by the Fantastic Four, and forged by S.H.I.E.L.D. Stand by for your Marvel debriefing. And now it's time for your Marvel debriefing. I'm Agent Lauren. I'm Agent Michelle. I'm Agent Chris. And I'm producer of the show, Director SP. Welcome to the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. 500th episode. This show is recorded on Saturday, February 24th, 2024, my sister's 50th birthday. Live from the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. studios and broadcast Oklahoma-wide. Come and join our live chat as we record. And it's been 500 episodes. I just had to do the... All the hosts introducing 
the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., so thank you for bearing with me for that. It has been 500 episodes and over 10 years, 11 years, and 11 and a half years as we progress into Marvel Cinematic Universe coverage. But today, we'll be starting with the finale for Echo. Michelle, what do we got going on? Maya, premiered January 9th, 2024. The lives of Maya's family hang in the balance when Fisk Army invade the Choctaw Nation powwow. All right, Lauren. What a good show. That was just, I really loved it. Chris? I wish I could erase the fact that I ever watched this so that I can go back and watch it again for the first time. Michelle. This episode did a good job of bringing all the threads together. I loved the show, brought us uh, origins of a new character. I know that we've seen the character before, but this was an origin story, and it made us care for her and look forward to seeing her in the future. We're going to start a discussion talking about Echo's ancestors as we have the previous four episodes. So now we have the role of the ancestors and Maya gets an vision of her mother to Loa and we get a memory of with the woodpecker. You see that she can actually heal and she tells Maya we don't harm things. But in the vision where she's next to her outfit, she talks about remembering her gifts and how they echo through her. From Lowak, we get strategy. From Toluco, we get cunning. From Chaffa, we get ferocity. And of course, now we get love. And I think it's really interesting here how you have almost a My Hero Academia situation where Maya has picked up the power of everybody who came before her. And presumably, when the power gets passed on to the next person, they'll get all of those powers too, in addition to whatever they bring to the table. Yeah, I don't know if we'll go back into the ancestors or not, but at least we understand where her powers are coming from, which I hear is not exactly what is her basis in the comics, but it was good to see on screen and I'm okay with it going forward as long as everybody else is okay with it. And I look forward to, again, seeing her in the future. I think the powers here are a lot more meaningful than just the ability to, okay, I see it, I do it. Here, it's there's a history to it. There's a connection to the Choctaw Nation. And real quick, the scene at the end where you see Maya and you see all of her ancestors behind her, that, I like, I cried. If In case people aren't aware, there is a huge epidemic of violence against indigenous women if you go to the website mmiwusa.org missing and murdered indigenous women usa.org it explains a little bit of what's going on it's it's a problem in the US and Canada in central and south america and may 5th is Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women Day. Recently in the news, there's been a murdered non-binary teen who was part of the Choctaw Nation in Oklahoma, Nex Benedict, who was non-binary but was 
assigned female at birth. And it's a huge epidemic. So it was incredibly cathartic to see these indigenous women fighting just right there. Yeah. And as the story goes, their lineage goes all the way back to the first Choctaw. So it's a direct descendant there. And I think it was very powerful. It was also very powerful that they brought up birds. Birds are just the best animals anyway. (laughs) This is why you respect sacred birds. Yeah, it uh, basically pinpointed where the hostages were being kept. Fisk, of course, is being Fisk. And Echo tried to heal Fisk. I don't think that Fisk is ever going to be really healed. I think he's, as I stated in a previous episode, he is such a delicious villain. Say that five times fast. That... You don't want him to be not the delicious villain. You want him to be able to be that powerful screen character that you can play around with. And you can try to make him reform, but in the end, it's just not going to work. And I don't have any history of what's about to happen with Fisk, but apparently there's some comic background of it. I'm wondering... If this kind of reformed Fisk is going to run for mayor, and I wonder if that's going to be the plot of Daredevil Born Again. At least one of the side plots, yeah. And I've seen that thought from multiple places online. Some people flat out saying that's what it's going to be. Some people just saying it's a theory. I'll believe it when I see it, because a lot of these people who are saying that that's what it's going to be like to say things definitively like that, whether they know for sure or not. Haven't we seen behind the scene pictures of like a newspaper prop that did say like Wilson Fisk running for mayor or something like that? Or am I imagining this? I've not seen those. I wouldn't be surprised at that. I've been looking at so much random stuff lately. I can't really keep straight where I've seen things and where I've haven't. So yes, I've seen it recently, but I can't tell you if it's in context with this kind of thing at all. I think the crux of what happened between Maya and Fisk at the end is, you know, Fisk was, he was hell-bent on hurting her, of killing her family to make sure she hurt before he killed her. And just the day before, basically, he was trying to include her back into the family and move on. And for him to flip like that, it's there's something fundamentally wrong with him. And I don't think pain is his only issue. So Maya might have taken away his pain, but There's other things drastically wrong with that guy. And I don't want that type of person to be mayor. I'm sure it would be a great story for the show, but it's just, like I said, again, delicious character. There's tons you can do with it. He's very powerful on the screen and big, like physically. There's a saying that your mental illness is not your fault, but it is your responsibility. and. Whatever is up with Fisk, which given his childhood, given everything like that, he's obviously somebody with a problem, whatever that problem is. The way I kind of interpreted all of this, all of that sequence was that Maya was offering him the opportunity and she might have done a small part in helping to take away some of that, you know, psychic pain. But 
it's Fisk's responsibility on what he wants to do with that moving forward. And given the type of person we've seen Fisk is, I don't think he's going to handle it well. And Fisk definitely cared about Maya, the tool he could use to get what he wanted. But like some people say, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't teach it new tricks. And he's going to keep doing what he does. Another character that keeps doing what he does is Graham Greene Scully. He's, you know, ever the ladies man, apparently really trying to woo Chula. And he actually has kept Chula's sewing machine that she brought in years ago because it either wasn't working or she needed money. I don't know exactly if it was for pawn or, or whatever, but he kept it all these years. She finally came back for it. And uh, yeah, he's coming up big with that. I think uh, that enabled Maya to be properly outfitted for her role at the very end. And uh, it was an all-encompassing, all-hands-on-deck, basically. Scully was able to provide the sewing machine. Chula was able to finish the outfit. And then all the ancestors, including Maya's mother, were able to help her at the very end. So uh, Scully was the impetus of that in this episode. Yeah, it was. I took it as a nice little excuse to, you know, go try and reconnect like, oh, just while I'm here. But it was also nice that Tula was able to finish that. What we now know is Maya's costume outfit. She's suited up. Uniform. Super suit. Super suit. And it has no cape, so it's good to go. Exactly. Oh, something interesting that I found out. So I should have looked up her name before this and I completely blanked out. Maya's stunt double posted some stuff on Twitter, including behind the scene pictures of her and Aliqua Cox in costume. Originally, Maya was supposed to end up getting facial tattoos like Chaffa's. But and they they filmed parts of it because we have the pictures, but I guess they just decided not to go with that at the end. Yeah, I don't know why. So maybe that'll come out eventually why they didn't. Now, at the end, when they're at the powwow, you know, Biscuit is trying to direct traffic. And basically, to me, it's like any given fair or a craft show or something like that. And the vendors parking area for the vent. Listen. You don't know. I think we've talked about it on the show before. Vendors, they have a very petty subculture. So put Biscuit in charge of that parking lot as much as he gets run over, pun intended, is probably not going to end well. And it doesn't, but Biscuits takes care of business, which is great because if y'all didn't realize that truck was the same truck because he's driving on the right hand side, not the left hand side. So it is Chula's truck that he uses to uh, take care of business. You know, while you're getting it fixed, you might as well get a couple of extras thrown in. Some tractor tires on, jack it up four feet. Yeah, sure, why not? And let's also point out here that Billy Jack did not help at all. I don't normally like to crap on the dog, but you could have barked at the crazy people like that. Come on. Henry also takes care of business because he makes sure that uh, the bazooka doesn't go off in the wrong direction. And uh, yeah, it's fireworks. Every power needs a fireworks. Of course. Any good celebration needs fireworks. It's just science. I don't 
don't know if high explosives really qualify, but okay. It made a pretty light and a boom. Yeah, isn't that all fireworks are, really? Pretty explosives. <sighs> yeah, but they don't contain shrapnel. What kind of Good fireworks point. are you using? <laughs> the legal kind. The legal kind. Multiple states. My parents. So, okay, I have a cousin who's part of the Potawatomi Nation in Nebraska, and my relatives have been going to the powwow there for years, and I've never had the chance to go. I would really like to go one day. It just sounds amazing. And I'm really glad that they made, you know, this big cultural celebration part of the show. I did like the thank you placard at the end of the show that came up thanking the nation for the ability to participate in their culture and use their locations. So I did really appreciate that. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of other people did. So that was cool. And in addition to that, letting them be actually in the show too at the powwow, a lot of those people were Choctaw members doing their normal Choctaw thing. And just the fact that they got to not only consult with the show and make sure everything was right, but then show off everything being right, too, was pretty cool. So something that I really loved, and this kind of ties into one of the things that I wanted to discuss. Part of the whole thing is the drumbeat is supposed to be kind of symbolic of like the heart. And. During that part where, you know, we have Maya with everyone else and the sound drops away and we get what we've been having of kind of the sound department doing an approximation of what sound would feel like. There's a part where I watch with closed captions. They point out that the heartbeat synchronizes to drum and that was just such a wonderful touch. I saw that too, and my mind immediately went to how is Maya being able to dance, basically, in the procession, and her character wasn't as active dancing as the other people in the procession, but she was moving in time with it. So uh, she was looking up. She, in my opinion, was not using visual cues, so it had to have been the heartbeat syncing up with either the ground pounding or the drums or a combination of all of it. So yeah, I did think of that too. I thought that was pretty cool. And we know that Illico Cox also is hearing impaired. So the actor had to deal with that during the scene as well. Yeah. I know there's a lot of death. Like there's a bunch who like heavy metal because it has that really strong percussive feel and there's actually a movie called The Sound of, it's not The Sound of Silence, but it's something like that. It uh, stars Riz Ahmed about, he's a metal drummer who loses his hearing. So if you're curious about that, I recommend checking it out. If I could remember what it's called. All right. We'll post the link in the show notes. I have a question for you guys, since Maya is riding a motorcycle in this, and we have many, many Marvel characters riding motorcycle. Yeah, that we've seen for the past 500 episodes of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, I'm going to ask you guys, who is your favorite motorcycle riding Marvel character? Chris, I know you have one. You ready for a big surprise? I kind of don't. 
because what I read and stuff, they just happen to not have motorcycles. All right. So I'm going to have to go, though, with Black Widow because there have been some pretty sick covers recently on the comics with her and her motorcycle. Yeah, not to mention her motorcycle riding in What If. Yes, that is another plus. Yeah, she's recently seen. Yeah. Michelle, I know you have one. Well, Chris took my number one, so I guess I have to go to the default Ghostwriter. All right. Ghostwriter is huge in his flaming motorcycle. Lauren? Do scooters count, or is it strictly sure. we'll motorcycles? Go, we'll go scooters, yeah. Okay. If scooters count, Pixie from the X-Men rode one for a while. Okay. And if not, if it's just motorcycles, then Jessica Drew. All right. I mean, there's Hugh Jackman there, you know. It's Wolverine riding as well. But, but you guys, I have, I don't think I've ever told this story. I almost bought a Harley Sportster one year and it was while we were doing the podcast and it was when I saw Ming-Na riding her motorcycle, Agent May. Yep. That's my favorite Marvel character riding a motorcycle. I almost bought one. very fair. Yep. Anybody who doesn't like that. Just obviously hasn't seen it. Yeah, they were going back and forth. I think they were trying to duplicate like the Captain America sort of motorcycle theme going on in the MCU in Agents of Shield. But yeah, multiple characters in Agents of Shield rode motorcycles. But yeah, my favorite would be Migna as Agent May. All right, next time we will be covering Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur season two, episodes one through seven. We're going to knock out that series in two episodes just because we're sandwiched in between this series and the next series coming up which we're all excited for x-men 97 there you go wait that's happening i hadn't heard yes that is happening just in a few weeks so we're going to still go back and review moon girl and devil dinosaur we're going to be doing two episodes episode one through seven and eight through fourteen And that is what's coming up next. But for this show with Echo, the season finale, series finale, possibly last thoughts, Michelle. I only want another season if Echo fights someone other than Fisk. I should probably go back and read the Daredevil and Echo series now. All of them. All of them. Yes. No, I mean, specifically the miniseries they had of those two called daredevil and echo oh okay well i'm directing you read all of them okay lauren i need to see aliqua cox and more things like she's she was so good in this as for me just safety note and for everybody out there watch out for the bazooka in the ice cooler 500 episodes y'all thank you very much for listening Thank you. Thank you. 500 is big. Stick around for 500 more. <laughs> I can't guarantee that. I'm getting older, guys. <laughs> we might have new hosts by then. Okay. Turn over the podcast to somebody else. That's fine by me. But yes, thank you, everybody, for 500. In case you didn't catch it at the beginning, was the intro to Guinea Geek with all of the full-time Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. hosts over the years. Thank you to each and every one of you for being part of this show. 
Can you really believe we're here? Thank you for listening. The intro music heard on this podcast is Great Marvels of the World by Lynn Publishing, found on Pond5.com. The outro music heard on this podcast is Cinematic Trailer by Ed Records, found on AudioJungle.net. Other transitional music on this podcast is found on Incompetech.com, AudioJungle.net, and Pond5.com. For more information about this podcast, please visit legendsofshield.com. Excelsior! Grits taste a lot better with cheese and bacon than without them. Agreed. What tastes better? Grits. Grits. Oh, I've never had. You've seen my cousin Vinny, haven't you? Yes. Yeah, that's grits. I know what they are. <laughs> I've always known what they are. I just haven't had any. Do you have any Waffle Houses where you are? No. Okay. Had to, when um, coming back from Ohio, we went to a Waffle House. I decided to have waffles at a Waffle House. They were so good. Dangerous, dangerously mm-hmm. good, yeah. It's been a long time since I've been to one. Texas bacon, egg, and cheese, hash browns, cheese, and ham. At Waffle House? Yeah. You go? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, there's several around here. There's one. We have like five within spitting distance of my house. Course. Legends of Shield is copyright 2013 through 2024.